Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Dash Radio Show with your hosts, Don Wright DeBrance and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to The Dash Radio Show. I'm your host, Dawn Wright DeBronson, and I have my co-host here, Mr. Peter Mingles. And uh And we have a fantastic guest tonight, Dr. Johanna. Is it Mosca or Mosca? You had it right the first time, Mosca. Mosca. <laughs> okay, it's a pleasure, pleasure to meet you. And... Uh, and this is Peter's first yoga, first yoga anything. So uh, he, he's quite excited about this. He's going to get limber during this. That's right. Absolutely. I can't wait. Definitely. We'll have him breathing in no time. Yes, that's good. Peter needs more oxygen. I definitely need Breathing is essential for me. So, so yogalife.net is your website, and you have been doing this. It, from from what I've read about you, you had a very amazing spiritual journey and transformation in the Red Box, and uh, you have much to bring to everybody today. So why don't I just let you go ahead and tell a little bit of your history and how you became yogalife.net. Okay, thank you. Well, here goes. Um, <laughs> I was a, um, a poor black girl. No, I was... <laughs> Growing up in the Bronx, I um, essentially what happened was um, I was just always a good student, high school English teacher, uh, loved teaching, and then I took a trip to Sedona, and it changed my life. I started to climb up the Red Rocks every day and, uh, you know, just get to the peaks and the pinnacles of things and just sit there and feel an awesome energy. And then I took three leaves of absence without pay. First was a leave of absence for my doctoral dissertation, then three leaves of absence without pay to do this research or that research. And finally I was going to go back, but I couldn't. I fell in love with the Red Rocks, and I started to lead yoga and hiking excursions. And um, yoga is basically union of your mind, body, spirit, and connection with your environment. You know, the oneness, feeling the oneness of all. And postures is just a small part of that yoga life. But I uh, I camped out for 14 months, um, sometimes in a van, sometimes in a tent, doing yoga out on the Red Rocks. And then I got that my uh, my passion uh, my new dream, my new vision was to retire from the school system, which I had just, they had just put in the metal detectors. I had just passed two principal's exams, principal of a high school, principal of an alternative high school in New York City. And here I am camping in the Red Rocks, you know, doing yoga, dogs splashing on me. And uh, so I just opened up this whole new business, Sedona Spirit Yoga and Hiking, uh, excursions and retreats, and I've been doing it for 20 years. It's absolutely amazing, and um, you know, I know that uh, for myself, I traveled all over the world, and and I have found myself in some of the most beautiful remote places. So, you know, being able to get away from all the noise—you said you're from New York, right? Yes. Yeah, you know, getting away from the noise and and into pristine nature can can actually 
you know, find you can find yourself, you can find your center, and it's amazing that you've done that. So, um, what exactly is is your your forte? I know that you said it's not necessarily the posture; it's it's all about the the wholeness of the yoga experience. Correct? You said it in a nutshell. What happened was I was camping in Mount Shasta. I um, I have a passion for camping and road trips, and I love to put the uh, the uh, futon out in the back of the van with the memory foam on top of it and a down pillow and go camping somewhere. And I was camping on Mount Shasta, and I was actually reading a tarot card by candlelight or lantern light, and um, it was the Empress, actually. And I read about the description of the Empress, reflection questions, affirmations, and it suddenly hit me, why don't I do this with the yoga principles? There are... There are um, 195 yoga sayings that are the foundation of yoga. They're called the Yoga Sutras, or Threads of Wisdom. And in it, Patanjali, the uh, ancient father of yoga, he says there are eight aspects to yoga. And um, if you follow these eight things, you can prevent suffering. So the first two of the eight are five sets of principles to get along with others in social harmony. And five principles five principles for social harmony and five principles for self mastery and you know i see all that you've done in marketing in the corporate world if every corporation could could incorporate as a human resource project having their uh, employees live these principles everybody would thrive um so uh that's what i call my passion not that i don't like doing the poses which are fine, but um, what I'm writing about now is based on the ancient yoga philosophy. And it's written for everyone, especially anyone who might never do a yoga pose. So the book that we're talking about, the Cultivate Contentment book, has nothing to do with yoga postures. Wow, okay. So so can you rattle off what these principles are, or is it something that you want to preserve? I love for people rattling who... off the principles. Okay, Does rattle anybody them, ask you? me? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Okay, Um, so the first is the umbrella, which is compassion, nonviolence, unconditional kindness, nonjudgment, especially to yourself. Most of us, um, you know, it starts at home. Most of us are very demanding of critical or uh, perfectionist ourselves. And so the first is to practice compassion, and that's the umbrella for all of the others. The second is to be truthful, true to yourself and others. And that includes saying no when you mean no, which is what gets people into a lot of trouble. The third is to respect what belongs to others and honor boundaries and learn to develop your own. The third is to manage your energy, observe what drains, what boosts, and learn to shift without blame. And the fifth one is to let go of possessiveness, stop clinging to people and things and needing to have it your way. And if you do these five things... They're the basic laws that will have you live in harmony with the people in the universe. Compassion, truthfulness, respect for others, managing your energy, and not being possessive. Hmm. So uh, kind of basic, you know. Uh, but Kindergarten what happens when I Exactly. <laughs> but when I lead workshops, we look at any time we had an upset or a conflict with somebody, I can guarantee it's we violated one of these ten principles. You know, so it's so easy to step on other people's uh, turf. Um, Then the five principles for personal well-being. The first one is cleanliness, 
keep it keep it clean your mind your emotions your body your environment your agendas keep it clean the second is cultivate contentment that's the title of the book but contentment is our job to make ourselves satisfied and if we're not satisfied with what's going on be okay with it and plant seeds then develop discipline. Um, discipline gets a bum rap. People think of discipline as, you know, somebody hitting you with a strap or something. But discipline is really good stuff that makes your life work when you follow when you follow some rules and you have some fierceness to achieve your goals with compassion. And then uh, the fourth uh, self is self-study. To be a reflective person who's always developing, always open to shifting and changing and being nurtured. And the last one is to surrender to a higher power, to trust that there's a flow of life larger than um, me, my, I, and to do our best to accept what happens in the flow of life. So these are the principles. That's awesome. And, I mean, you know, it's one thing to rattle them. It's another thing to adopt them and live them, I'm sure, yeah? Yes, well, what you know, what we do when we do a workshop is it's a subject for inquiry. You know, you look at the principles and you say which one calls for you, which one are you really great at, and which one, uh, you know, could you develop a little further. And the the head of the Yoga Research Foundation, Georg Fierstein, says every night he goes to bed, he reflects, how well did I live them? <laughs> and every morning he wakes up and he says, I'm going to vow to live them better today. <laughs> so Right, absolutely. And so it's it's like all personal development is a is a process. Um I saw I saw that you're a landmark graduate and I'm a sci graduate and I, I talk about it all the time about how it was truly one of my actually you were a teacher over there, weren't you? A facilitator? Um I led some of the courses, some of the smaller courses, yes. Right, right. And I mean once you're it's addictive. It's one of the most addictive and most meaningful processes of the personal development uh journey. You know, to be able to go ahead and one layer of the onion at a time, go ahead and achieve these things, um, and and it's never a destination. It's always it's always a process, and and it seems to me like like that's kind of the direction of all of this that that you're teaching. Yeah. Absolutely, and you know what I'm focusing on now is I'm focusing on doing retreats for small businesses, and I had a chiropractor come out with his staff, and he said that the the next six months was the highest earning power they ever had. I mean, here we went into caves in the Red Rocks, and we did visioning and mission statements. We had everybody talk about really what works best about their jobs and what works least and what they'd like to see. We had everybody look at living these principles. And, um, you know, respecting for what belongs to others, honoring boundaries, that's that's a very big one in offices. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's just a lot of food for thought, and this was... Pre-Christ, you know, uh, 300 years before Christ, this uh, yoga stuff handed down the pike. So it, it, it's not new at all, but it's pure and it's truth, you know, when you get into Absolutely. it. And if you do it as no blame reflection, um, my my motto is to say good notice. When you see something, you just say good notice, I can shift that. Like mm-hmm. uh, with the thing about being compassionate, if I'm in a store and the clerk is slow and I'm being uh, impatient, you know, what's the matter with this chick? <laughs> you know, I'm being totally impatient and uh, derisive and unloving and anti-yoga. And I'll get to the front of the line, I'll catch myself, and I'll say to her, long day, and she'll say, somebody didn't come in, and I'm covering two shifts. And then, of course, I feel, 
wow, mm-hmm. <laughs> I said I shifted. We we never know what's going on for anybody else. I had a client this week cancel a hike because I didn't call her back. She just said, we've been trying to reach you. She doesn't know that I went to the next town for body work. And on the way back, I stopped in Walmart, and I was in the electronics department. And a client called, and I put my stuff down, and I lost my keys. And I was wandering around Walmart without my keys for an hour and a half. Oh, no. (laughs) So I didn't return her personal call. You see what I mean? So, Mm -hmm. you know, the whole whole thing about compassion, like if we could first give ourselves a break and then give the other person a benefit of of a break, you know? Mm -hmm. That's what it's about. Absolutely. I totally, I hear you. (laughs) It would be a really nice world to live in if we could do that. And let's talk a little bit more about that as soon as we're back from this break at the Dash. Thank you. With iWowee, you've got a comprehensive video communication suite that will deliver more power, more impact, and more features than any other option. The iWowee video suite offers all these powerful tools and more. Multi-purpose video email for individualized one-to-one messages. Powerful video conferencing for collaborating many-to-many. Fast, efficient broadcasting for elegant one-to-many communications. There's no complicated separate products, no confusing monthly subscription plans, and no special hardware to buy. If you've got a webcam and internet access, you have all the tools you need to strengthen relationships, expand any business, touch lives, and change the world. You've been listening to The Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronx and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. And now, back to the show. And we are back with Dr. Joanna Mosca with yogalife.net, and we're talking about living the principles of yoga and um, and how it can improve so many different areas of your life and your business. And uh, and if you want to go ahead and get in touch with Joanna, and it's Johanna, right? Am I am I Correct. pronouncing it correctly? Okay. Yes. Thank you. Um, if you, if you want to go ahead and get in touch with her, get on over to yogalife.net, and uh, you can go ahead and I mean they can grab your book, they can grab the CD, they can go ahead, or is it a DVD? CD? Uh, it's a CD set. Okay. And uh, and they can also go ahead and book book a journey with you, can they not? Yes, that'd be wonderful. Awesome. So, so why don't you tell us a little bit? And Peter, are you there? Because Peter's got light here. I'm right trying now. to limber up. I'm watching these. I'm looking at these little figures over here. How am I going to get my body to do that? So <laughs> I want to see I'm, you in a tree pose, Peter. Uh, you know what? I, think I can. I'm into this. Let me, if I can Peter's, into, doing, Peter's doing the bush pose. Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> the tree pose. I have no idea what that means, but it sounds exciting. Um, I'm playing with you, Peter. <laughs> Peter. Um, since you're a virgin with this yoga stuff, uh, yeah. would you like me to tell you what the eight branches of yoga are so you can no, get an idea? I, I would it's love much it. more than those little figures where you put your foot in your ear. I just, you, you know, I just, I, I'm, I realize that my brain has not been exposed to everything. And when I find, like, for instance, when we have topics like this, where you've devoted a pretty good portion of your life towards these principles, for me not to pay attention or try to understand would be a huge mistake on my part. Because there's so many things, if you will, that can help 
myself, the people we work with, etc. But I got to tell you a little bit about the background because I grew up in New York too, and around you know the I grew up on the island, but I know where you were maybe with the Bronx. And man, there must have been a whole bunch of people that just said you flipped out. You're talking about Red Rocks hanging out in a van sleeping. <laughs> you know, they probably said she left a New York City job as a teacher to go do what? So also my background also my background was in sales. And in sales, we you know, the kumbaya stuff, we love it and things like that, but heck, I know that most of the people I'll be working with today might not be the people that I'll be working with tomorrow. So there's always been that high pressure, high sales kind of a philosophy as well. And some guy comes up to me and he's talking about a burning bush and an umbrella. I'm really not figuring out how that's going to go. He wants to go meditate or he wants to go, he needs a few minutes for a spiritual moment. Well, let me share with you. You can almost hear the New Yorker and me coming out and I'll say, I'll show you where the spiritual moment is. We're going to go knock on some doors. I'm going to show you how to see something. So I've never had the privilege, if you will, of that longer term more philosophical, uh, mixed with physical stuff, because we're always too busy just making things happen. And that's not a good thing. It may not be a bad thing, but I come from a different world. So when I hear your yoga stuff and I'm looking at pictures and I see pretty girls, which, by the way, is always nice, and neat little poses, and then you say, for me to do something like that, it's a little bit foreign to me. I'm open. I want to learn. I'm smart enough for that. But i got to share with you, like you said, I'm the virgin here on the phone relative to yoga poses. If I ever did one of those, it was completely by accident and when I was off balance. Great. Got it. Okay. <laughs> so, well, we're, ki- we're totally kindred. I did not come from any kind of woo-woo background either. I just I just love camping. You know, when I was a, a little girl, I had to get the camping badge, and my father was so strict he wouldn't let me sleep out anywhere. <laughs> So I had to get my camping badge in the backyard. So I think on some level I'm getting back. But, um, you know, I went through the establishment. I dress up up well. I get out of my sweats and my van, and I can really go into good motels and and be a a businesswoman and be marketing. But I totally understand what you mean, and I really like to address that. Yoga is really not as woo-woo as we think, as people think, the people who, you know, are just not aware of it. It's um, it's something that's been around ancient times, and right now um, I'm working with Sarah McLean, a meditation master, a teacher training in Sedona, who's worked with Deepak Chopra, and you know she's pointing out to us all these research studies that show that businesses that bring in people to teach them meditation, not meditation to focus on any woo-woo, you know, visions, but meditation to allow your thoughts to be there, let them be there, let them slow down, let them go, and access the silence that's behind your thoughts. That it, I mean, statistics, research statistics done by upper-middle-class people in suits show that, you know, the educated people show that it's it's not just a la-la land thing. It's, um, it really, it, it really is beneficial in all walks of life, and that the people who are running the world need it even more. Do you know what I mean? The people sure. who are running the businesses and running the world. So I appreciate your openness to it, and I truly appreciate your candor, because um, I don't want people to think I'm some dumb fool who sleeps in her car, though I do sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> 
I do know, because I can afford the with motel. That. I was up on a mountain all weekend long, and it's it's the thing that grounds me for when I have to come back and be plugged into the Borg all week. You know, thank it's, you so uh, much. If I'm yeah. if I'm not barefoot on some on some dirt and and getting my mind clear, watching the ducks and the puppies, Peter knows I'm surrounded by nature. Um, in order to stay grounded when I'm plugged in all the time. So I think that it's uh, it increases my productivity tremendously, tremendously. Yes. And we understand the importance because, you know, like, for instance, for guys like me, my mental release is i got to hit the beach, you know, so give me a couple of sand, a little bit of pelican, some quiet time, or when I'm laying down, you know, that quiet time, that meditation, if you will, where you kind of let the spirits go and you get rid of the noise. So I look at this thing called yoga as that level of release, which is really where the magic can happen. But I've never Mm -hmm. been exposed to the magic like that before. I've had my own form of it, if you will. Yes. Well, that's that's really beautiful. Two things I'd like to tell you, and I know we're going to have a commercial break in a little while. One is the eight limbs of yoga, and the other is a a technique of four steps to get over the upsets that come in the mind. The, The eight limbs of yoga are five principles to get along with others in harmony five principles to make yourself the best person you can be. Those are the first two. The third and the fourth are postures and breathing. So doing the postures is just one of eight aspects of yoga, postures and breathing. And then the fifth and the sixth, the fifth is separating yourself from the pull of the senses, withdrawing your senses from all the things that are calling to you, all the phones and emails and computers and responsibilities. Withdrawing the senses is five. Six is concentrating inside like you do at the beach. Seven is meditating to slow the mind down a little bit, even if it's just a walking meditation or going fishing. And the last one is transcending the chatter of the mind. So there you have it. I mean, that's the whole thing. And people mistake it to think you have to do postures to do it, and you really don't. And you're probably doing yoga when, uh, you know, you're you're smart and you're out there and you're achieving and accomplishing and leading and and making things happen than to stop and say, I need some downtime to get into my own quiet place. That's yoga. Right. That's awesome. Truly awesome. So if there was one thing, like, that, that anybody who's listening to our show could get off this show and they could turn off their computer and they could do tonight, to go ahead and and move forward, besides buy the book and the CD and and be um, and be plugged into all of this, which um, I'm on your site and it's a simple PayPal transaction away. Um, what could they do? What could they do to start? What's the first step? Um, well, f- first I, I teach people to to know and to listen because the whole world is telling you that you're an energy being, mm-hmm. and we need to keep clearing our energy on a daily basis. We pick up stuff from fluorescent lights, from atmospheres, from things people do. We're human energy beings, and we need to keep clearing ourselves. And that's one of the things that doing the yoga postures and doing the breathing and doing the sitting quietly, it helps you to clear yourself. That basically notice your optimal self, and when you're not feeling hell's bells, dawn or hell's bells, Peter, or hell's bells, Johanna, to say, what do I have to clear and use whatever you use, if it's going to the beach, if it's walking on a boardwalk, if it's sitting under a tree, if it's taking a bath, so that you can clear your energy and have your joy shine through. Now, in terms of in terms of the, the teaching, I suggest that people use forgiveness, gratitude, and humor. 
you know, be really compassionate to themselves. And when something happens, to apply forgiveness on both sides, gratitude on both sides, humor, laugh about it, and design something better. So that we really know that we're orchestrating our lives to a great degree. We're the ones that are the Howard Cosells commenting on what's happening and giving it meaning. So that if we if we have a beingness, a witness being in ourselves, that's your yoga being, your witness to your, to your life, uh, what's going on in your life, monitoring it and making meaning of it and shifting it. Um, that's all that yoga is about. It's about the kind of self-awareness that's uh, renewal, nurturing, self-enhancing. Nice. Very expanding. nice. You know, it's not so all much right. uh, mastering a pose. So you can get your foot in your ear. Big deal. I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so so you can actually master all of these things without the postures and, and have a much better life. You, you totally can. The one isn't determined upon the other. I mean, it's the it's the yoga philosophy through the ages. It's it, the yoga sutras are 195 short sayings, translated from Sanskrit by a million different people. Of these 195 sayings, three of them are about how to do the postures, and 192 of them are about how to handle your mind and mm. your life. You know, Lovely. so yoga, yoga really is a way to bring the richness to your life, to bring to live the best life that you can. They have yoga for people in wheelchairs. They have yoga without postures, um, all all sorts. I mean, more than forty eight flavors we could start with. So it's a state of mind. It's a way of living. It's a thought process, if you will, and that would probably have to be um, accumulated over time because it's something that most people probably aren't, you know, built with, so it's a learned experience. Where did the physical portion of it come from? It was all handed down together in, in the Indian lineage, something like 300 years B.C. And um, it said that there were wandering sages, sadhus, or spiritual beings, who who taught the philosophy and showed people how to do the poses and it started out that there were 85 84 poses rather 84 and now there's a zillion variations on each one there's at least 84 people giving a different name to their type of yoga so you know they're they're handed down and and it's based on the idea that we lock things in our body experiences that happen to us are in the cells of our body and and when you open up you you really release things and you let things go and uh that we have chakra or wheels of energy in the body in addition to having physical organs and blood cells we have wheels of energy that go up the spine and nerve endings that go up and down the spine that bring us energy and that these wheels affect the organs that are around them for example there's one around the solar plexus which is emotions and self-esteem and it affects your digestion and all your organs in that area and it's not something i'm making up i hosted a retreat for andrew wheel doctors who were studying the effects of the wheels of energy in the body on the physical structure of the body so um it's it's more than just some principles laid on something 
it's it's a science and an art that that's been proven throughout the ages. And if you only knew how many people are doing them, I go to Bikram Yoga now. Bikram Yoga is um, uh, twenty six postures twice in a heated room of 105 degrees, okay? <laughs> I go and I do that routine. I hate it. I hate every minute of it. There's somebody at my elbow. You know, it's very crowded always in California when I go there. However, when I leave, I feel like my body's 21. It just wrenches all of the organs, and you just feel totally energized, and Bikram created this routine to heal his knees. So there's that kind of yoga, and there's yoga where you put your a pillow underneath your spine and put your legs up the wall, and you lie there for five minutes. You know, restorative yoga. So there's, there's a whole range so that there's something for everybody. I know we're going to take a break, but we're going to come back and talk about that mind and body, spirit kind of a relationship on the next side. So Axel, spin some records. Do you run a home-based business? Are you looking under every rock for your next superstar diamond in the rough? Are you looking for leads in all the wrong places? Look no more. If you're a seasoned entrepreneur, you know you need the right tools in place to run your online business effectively. If you're brand new at your business and you are looking for top-notch training that will take you and your sales team to the next level. For email marketing, autoresponders, lead management systems, and more, Network Leads is what you need to prospect, communicate, manage, and support your customers and sales organizations. Just go to www.networkleads.com forward slash the dash radio and register for your free lead management system today. You've been listening to the Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronce and Peter Mingles. Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, Hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. And now, back to the show. And I'm Dawn Wright to Bronson. We're back with Dr. Joanna Mosca. And I have to say that I just bought her book on Kindle, and I have to thank you for that because those of us who have carried many, many books all over the place and really love our Kindle, we're very grateful for people who choose to put their book on Kindle. <laughs> thank you so much. I agree. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, um, you know, so if anybody wants to go ahead and grab her book, you can go to cultivatecontentment.com, you can go to yogalife.net, or you can go ahead and go to Amazon. And type in Cultivate Contentment, and that will bring you right to it. So uh, pretty exciting stuff. And for $8.95, you can carry her with you wherever you go. So pay attention. <laughs> Thank you. All right. There's the plug. Peter, you're up. <laughs> okay. So, you know, a lot of us that do the home-based business thing, uh, we many times have to uh, juggle a whole bunch of stuff. For me, I created a business from scratch on my own. If somebody's, um, like, we do a whole bunch of stuff, and if somebody were to be in a home-based business, they would have a lot of things pulling at them from different directions. The stresses of everyday life, um, in a weakened economy, the stress, the extended stresses of lots of other things that are happening in the world. We have now the stresses of trying to figure out what's going on with social media and the technology and the smartphones and all those other things that probably are affecting us one way or another as far as our energy. And then we take a look at 
toxins in our body, and then we take a look at vaccines, or you talk a look about processed foods and GMOs, and who knows? It seems like we're probably now under more under an attack in a civilized society than we've ever been ever in recorded human history. So can your stuff somehow help unwind some of those things? Well, that's beautifully stated. I mean, though not a pretty picture. Well stated, and the unwind is is just a good label for it, unwind. Because um, life is going to get you wound up. That's why you need to cultivate contentment. Uh, you know, from Buddha on down, they talk about human condition is suffering. And we talk about the monkey mind versus the core essence. There's some little gene in our minds that always has us trying to make it better, that it's not good enough, that this one did this to me. And there's all of this mental, critical chatter that's so undermining and and increases the stress. And it's not just me, it's everybody. I'm a type A person and all of my... PhD was A's except for one A minus, which really ticked me off. <laughs> really ticked me off. You know what I mean? So it's not like I don't understand drive. And I really need the yoga to bring me back to myself. The little the little quiet time. It doesn't have to be physical yoga. It could be a sitting in a, sitting in a chair without the TV on for a few minutes and just breathing in and saying it's okay. No, I don't like this that happened, but there's something I can do about it. I have to let it go for now and not magnify it. That's the first thing people could do is not magnify the negative. Notice it. Say, good notice. I'm glad I noticed that. Let it go. All right. Um, I mentioned earlier leaving my car car keys in Walmart. Hour and a half not being able to get into my car. Okay. And all I had to keep doing with myself was not making it worse. Do you know what I mean? Not making it worse by getting crazy over it. Sure. You know, and calling people who weren't at home to go and get my spare key and bring it to me. So the thing that we can do is contain the negativity by not making it worse. All right. And then interrupt the workload by doing things that nurture. You know, whether it's that moment at the beach or sitting in the the lazy boy recliner or whatever whatever it's whatever it's going to be or you know that you take a little bit of the steam off of the pressure cooker um you know i'm in exactly the situation you're describing i'm in, i'm in a, a single person business all right now i didn't get to call that lady back <laughs> so then i get an email from her we're not going to hike with you on sunday i go okay what am i supposed to do <laughs> do you know what I mean? I'm aiming to hire a personal assistant. Everybody I interview says they know how to do everything, but it really has not worked out seriously. <laughs> and I, I still am looking for a personal assistant. You know, so I do the emails, I do the phone calls, I do some hikes. I have spare hike leaders. Um, uh, you know, that I can get sometimes. Um, I have to do my own newsletter. Uh, you know, and my own marketing, and there was an ad I just missed the deadline for, and I had to rush and get it out today. Deadline was last week. So, you know, it's not like I don't understand that, but who's managing your energy? If if I want to give you one thing to take home, it's that your job is to manage your energy. Your job is to be senior to yourself. Otherwise, you're just walking around like some kind of wind-up doll. If you can't 
pause, refresh, pause, renew. One of the things I teach is transitions. Like before, after I do the emails, I give a transition break before I'm going to make phone calls. Just to make sure I'm really peaceful and an enrolling type of person that you would want to hike with (laughs) when I make Mm -hmm. the phone calls. So the whole idea of nurturing transitions, um, you know, is one concept. And um, yoga is making your mind and your body and your spirit and your environment one and synergistic and functioning well. That's what it is. It's not, you know, mastering the pose. But what people love is they'll go to a yoga place for an hour and they'll forget about the business that they're running by themselves without enough help. You know what I mean? And it's always affordable. It's $10 or something like that to go to a yoga class. And, you know, you forget about what's going on What's going on with the economy. And who knows? Like, I just put in a $400 ad. Is that going to bring me anything? I'm wondering. It's going to go out to the small business people. But uh, take a chance, throw it in, sure, say yes. You know, my my business motto is if it's lopped over the net and it looks interesting enough, say yes if you can. (laughs) (laughs) Say yes to life. You you know what I mean? But who who knows? And then, you know, other things that I've signed up for, they haven't happened. Um, So I just wanted you to know that I relate to the small business person because I'm not here living in a truck. (laughs) Right. The the small business person probably gets challenged by lots of things based on how many spinning plates they have. And sometimes, you know, stuff comes in. I like to sometimes use the analogy of I'm caught in the surf. If you've ever, only because I like like the beach. Uh If you've ever had, if you're ever in the surf and it's kind of like rough and you got your butt kicked by a big wave, you just kind of, you like, you, you get your head out of the sand, you're wiping your eyes and you're standing up and bam, you get smacked with another one. And then you then you get your butt kicked again, and you're still trying to figure it out. And then, bam, you get smacked with another one. And yeah. welcome to the life of a small business person. If someone had those mini relaxation techniques, you got to survive it anyway. You're stuck in the surf. But I could definitely see this as a way to clear your head, be able to battle the next wave better, and maybe sometimes get yourself out of the surf if you possibly can. But it's inevitable. If you're running a small business and you're not doing, you know, if you don't have a bazillion-dollar budget, you're always going to be stuck in the surf at some time during the day, sometimes during the week, or sometimes all the time. And I find my ability to unwind or somehow disconnect when I'm fighting one surfing wave versus another one has got to be crucial. So any kind of relaxing techniques, any kind of thought process where it can gain more levels of control, and then let me be able to pull out the real good stuff instead of always being in the, you know, stuck in the surf and get my butt kicked mode. Because when you're in the surf, it's one thing, you could always walk out. But life in general, sometimes you just can't walk away from it. That's such a beautiful metaphor. So well stated. I love listening to you. Exactly. I can feel it. I I go to San Diego all the time. It's my second location because I need to get to the ocean. Uh, So I know exactly what you're talking about. You know, coming from New York, I had a different kind of metaphor. It was sort of like roller derby queen. You know, you're running around, you're skating around, somebody goes, bing! You know, all right, <laughs> but it's much it's much nicer done done with the water. So I totally I totally understand what you're saying, and that's what we're talking about. And you know, when you said pick the good things, you're absolutely right. Yoga has such a wide array of things to choose from that you could pick what you like and say, 
you know, I go into somebody's classes and they're standing on their fingers, you know, or whatever, standing on their hands. I don't do that. I just say to myself, not today, honey. <laughs> That's my <laughs> mantra. I don't I don't have to do all of these things that they're doing in the name of yoga. You know, you, you pick from it what works for you and what resonates with you. And right for now, if people listening would just take on, I'm I'm going to make a promise. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna invalidate myself, no matter what happens. Whatever happens, I'm always gonna say good notice. <laughs> That's a story. That's awesome. That's awesome. And you know, people people tend to like to give feedback in not so safe space. So, can you speak a little bit on when when somebody? Let's just say that somebody next to you does notice. That that or you know you're with somebody who's being super aggressive. How does one deliver that information without being without engaging and without creating more confrontation? Because most people in the workplace environment aren't going to say good notice. Um, how does one give that kind of information and feedback to somebody else? Well, this is a good question. By by good notice, I just meant notice the things about yourself that you can shift. And even if ah. they're negative, just say good notice. I'm glad I noticed that. Okay. okay. So we're um, not talking about giving feedback to other people. Well, no, but since you brought it up, um, <laughs> we could. You know, the communication seminars, they say that you can let, tell people something, anything, as long as you do it with I love you and. Do you know what I mean? If, as long as you stay with the positive and, you know, I would rather see this. You know, can we shift to this for a while? I um, when I did the uh, the landmark education courses, we had seminars um, in communication, and they had all of all of these different seminars about how to how to be able to tell people things and to address what was going on for you if you used I statements, um, and you know, making requests for what you'd like to see. If you can make requests for what you want without invalidating the people you have more of a chance of getting it. Um, I'll give you an example. Um, um, I was trying to think of an example. With, um, I had an example and it just fell off the top of my head. Well, I'll think of another (laughs) one. Um, (laughs) Just in terms of, in terms of the, the things that, 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 that people sometimes do. Um, Telling somebody that uh, something doesn't work for you, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. um, I had a hike leader that I recommended to Yavapai College to teach there, and I was pruning her uh, to take on retreats with me, and she got the job and then was never available to me. So I'm having this phone conversation with her, and I, uh, I I get critical of her, and I go, well, when are you going to give me back the manual? I do have to hire some other people. I think I gave you back the manual, Johanna. Okay, I get off the phone, and I'm in a snit, and I go, well, what's this about? And then I did my four Ds. I distinguished what was going on for me. I detached from it a little bit, got some distance. Then I dipped it. I call it dipping it in FGH, forgiveness, gratitude, and humor. I forgave myself for being uptight. I forgave her for being busy. I was grateful for myself that I noticed this. I was grateful for her for the time she has helped me. And I started to get funny about it, like, off with your head. You're not going to help me anymore? Off with your head. I was out of Alice in Wonderland. And then I 
designed what I wanted, that I really wanted to keep affinity with her. And what was that about? So I called her back and revised it. I really did. I called her up and I said, you know, I didn't mean to get on with you about the manual. I didn't mean to get on your case about that. I don't know whether you gave it back or not. It's not about that. I feel abandoned. (laughs) I feel like I was, you know, pruning you for all this stuff, giving you all these perks, and I just feel abandoned and uptight that I can't get my bases covered. And it shifted the whole thing. So sometimes telling the truth about something with I statements, do you know what I mean, is a way of being authentic. But you can't tell them when you're, when you're caught in it and it has a hook in your mouth. You can only do it once you've gotten over it and you own it a little bit. So those were so good. Could you repeat them? I had the first, the, your four Ds, the first one I had. Um, to, yeah, I made this up one day. I was writing this book in California, and I was doing my mile walk, and I actually did it like a really little hip swing. Distinguish, detach, dip, and design. Distinguish, detach, dip, and design. And seminars, we go around the room going, distinguish, detach, dip, and design. Now, if you have an optimal energy, you have an optimal Peter, okay, or Dawn or Johanna, you notice when you're off, you go, what just happened? Why am I suddenly off? (laughs) Why am I down? Why am I in a snit? Why do I feel this? What what am I feeling? So you distinguish it. You feel it. You allow yourself to have it. Um, Be authentic. You know, this is really not what I want to experience. What am I experiencing right now? And you have it. Then you just need to get away from it for a bit. Do something different. Just change your locale. Shift something. Then the dip is the fun thing. I say it's like dipping it in, it's a tart strawberry, and you're dipping it in whipped cream and uh, nuts, whipped cream, chocolate sauce, whipped cream, and, and nuts, chopped nuts. So you dip it in forgiveness first, and the alphabet, F-G-H, forgiveness, like what what can I forgive them for, what can I forgive myself for? Then gratitude, what can I be grateful to them for, and what can I be grateful to myself for? And then humor. How can I laugh about this and lighten up because it's getting too serious for me already. Let's get over it, right? And then the last one is with this law of attraction. What would you like to happen? Well, I would like my hike leader to be still working with me. Well, when I called this girl, she said, I'm so glad you called back. I'm just busy. <laughs> you know, you're busy and I feel abandoned. You never know what you struck with people or what you called into or what was going on with them. So those were the D's. Distinguish, detach, dip it in forgiveness, gratitude, and humor, and then design what you, at least in your head, envision what you'd like to create. That's a shift. So that's the that's the four D's. And they're very practical and they've worked. I can do a workshop and have somebody give me an example and then work with the four D's on them. And once you do forgiveness, gratitude, and humor, you've shifted your consciousness from a bitter place, from a victim place, to a place of empowerment. That's awesome. Super awesome. Okay, we're just running a little bit behind schedule for the commercial. We'll be right back after this. Are you in a rut about your taxes? No more with this simple template. Your business deserves the best, and so do you. Try our simple bookkeeping formula. You'll look organized, find your receipts, and you might even get a write-off. One thing is for sure, you'll thank us. Visit bit.ly forward slash the dash taxes. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash D-A-S-H taxes. You've been listening to the Dash Radio Show with hosts Don Wright DeBronce and Peter Mingles. 
Thanks for tuning in. To follow our every move, here's what to do. First, click follow at the top of our show. Then, hop on over and subscribe to our blog at www.thedashradioshow.com. Text DASH to 37404 for our upcoming mobile experience. And like us on Facebook.com forward slash The Dash Radio. And now, back to the show. And we are back with Dr. Johanna Mosca and uh, YogaLife.net. We have had some really good stuff just now. So I want you all to go ahead and write down the four Ds. <laughs> and if you haven't heard it, you need to go back and listen because this was really good stuff. Thank you so much, Joanna. You're just blessing the socks off of everybody tonight. We appreciate you. Well, thank you. You're blessing the socks off of me, both of you. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right, so when did you write your book? I, I think I wrote it something like three years ago or something. I originally wrote a book about the yoga principles with the Sanskrit words in them for the yoga teachers, and that, that actually sold out the first writing, and it's being used by teacher trainings uh, here and internationally. Uh, so I produced another 5,000 of those. And then I said, how do I get this to everybody? So it has no Sanskrit words in it because my sister didn't want to read it. She said, I don't read those those words. <laughs> so uh, it was my intention to combine, you know, you, you're reading Wayne Dyer's Power of Intention. You're reading the, the Law of Attraction and, and all of these things that are coming out um, in terms of thought and quantum physics that we're 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 getting what we're thinking and what we're doing and what we're manifesting. Yet you cannot have the law of attraction unless you have basic values. That's why I bring it back to the compassion, the truthfulness, the honesty, the treating people fairly and and having good boundaries and respect for others. So what, people are forgetting the principles from kindergarten. Absolutely. And that's and, uh, my message. Yeah. yeah, a really awesome message, powerful message and you know, if if people are are finding themselves in a world of, I don't know how better to say, but a world of shit. You know, I mean, just, just every everyone in their life ends up in a world of shit sometime. I think. I mean, I I don't know anyone that 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 personally has told me their life has just been absolute gravy. So, um, you know, when when one finds oneself in that that load. Um, how does one manifest their way out? Um, you know, because it's super difficult. I mean, as somebody who's been through some challenges and some trials, I know that you know when when the money's not there and the business is diving and and you know there's a spiral going on and it's oh God and we're scrambling to do the same thing we've always done over and over, expecting a different result, um, and and it's not working because it doesn't. How does one manifest their way out? What? How does one stop thinking about what's actually happening to them and start thinking about what what they want? You know, and and I think that this is a really crucial piece, especially in today's economy. That if you can give a little insight, it would be a real real nugget. Well, I'll, I'll thank you for that. But the thing is, it's it's the principles. First of all, the truthfulness, authenticity. The truth of it. You know, I am swimming, uh, I am going down a maze and there's no cheese. This business isn't happening. (laughs) I'm going down a maze and there's no cheese. You know, I buy the lottery tickets. People need to tell the truth about things authentically. 
and and just say, I, I'm not sure what to do. The last principle, by the way, surrendering to higher power, not everybody believes in God, but it's like surrendering to God, saying, I really don't know what's happening here. This isn't working. I surrender it to you. You know, bring me an idea. Bring me some guidance. So to be compassionate to yourself, to tell the truth about it, to make sure you do good things for yourself. You can do good things that don't cost any money, like walk by the ocean, you know what I mean, or by a lake, by the tree, or whatever. So I, I really think telling the truth about it is is the big thing in a compassionate in a compassionate way. And the maze is a great metaphor. I mean, the waves are going to come and go, and some of the waves are going to wallop you. But going down the maze the same way over and over and over and not getting any cheese, when do we learn from that one? <laughs> so I don't know if I've answered your question. You know, phrase it a little more if you want me to go further, but that's that's what came to me. No, I mean, that's perfect. You know, being truly honest with oneself is 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 a difficult yet critical piece of, of all well, of it. Well, there's, there's no shame. Like, I used to be a writing teacher, and I used to tell people, some of your writing is better than other writing. You know, this piece of writing doesn't work. It doesn't invalidate you. <laughs> this business strategy doesn't work. It doesn't invalidate you. I have... I'm I'm doing the book business, I'm doing the hiking and retreat business, I'm doing a teacher training, yoga teacher training business, and I'm running a lodge, the contentment lodge, that I rent for people to lead their retreats here. So, you know, different ones are picking up more of my energy because they're giving back more. Mm -hmm. So um, I am not the one business and I am not the other business. Do you know what I mean? I am my essence. And I'm just launching these things, and some work better than others. So some of the things us business people launch out there, some of them really pick up and go like wildfire. Some of them we've been energizing, okay, we've gone through the new business period of five years, <laughs> and it's still not happening. Whoa, when are we going to get the message? You know, just <laughs> and, and if you are doing yo the yoga stuff, like silencing your chatter about, oh, poor me, why is this happening? How am I going to pay that bill? If you're silencing that, you might be able to hear the messages about what's happening and a future direction and a way to shift this. In the silence, that's, awesome. that's where the learnings come through. The knowing. Awesome, the awesome, awesome. Peter, do you have anything else? We have like two minutes, and I, I, I know I could keep her talking for another hour. Right. First of all, I read this is like, you know, again, another hour just kind of whipping by. Mm -hmm. But what I see is your philosophy and your practice is really helping people with, I think, the largest hidden danger that's happening right now in our society, and that is fuzzy thinking. People aren't focused. I don't know if it's because of whatever might be happening in the atmosphere, the toxins, whether it's the delusion of the mindless stuff that they see on TV or on social media or whatever, but I find a lot of people nowadays just kind of paralyzed or just kind of numb and in essence not thinking so i've never witnessed anything like this ever before in my whole entire life where just it's gone blank stares people working without real focus and getting things done and i take a look at what you're teaching as being a way for them to kind of shake out and wake up and kind of figure out really what they need to do to have the control of their lives they really do and whether it's the posing or the philosophies, I'm all in. I just love this stuff. So uh, I really appreciate you being a guest on our on our uh, on our show. Thank so, you, Peter. You're welcome. Thank you, Don. Thank you so much for coming. And 
for those of you who didn't hear it, get on over to yogalife.net and uh, and dig in. This is some good stuff, and you will be able to find all of this on the dash radio.com tomorrow. So make sure that you go ahead and tune in, and we will see you here tomorrow. Same time, same bat channel. Thanks so much for joining us, Joanna. We appreciate you. Bye now. Thank you. God bless. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the show. At The Dash, we know that your time is precious, and your choosing to spend it with us means a lot. To get reminders for our live shows, click follow on the top of any show. Also, subscribe to our blog for articles, inspirations, and great products and services for your ever-growing business at thedashradio.com. For upcoming mobile experience, text DASH to 37404, and don't forget to like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash thedashradio. Again, thanks for spending some of your Dash with us. We look forward to talking with you again soon.